Well, 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 good morning, church. How you doing today? Y'all having a good morning, I hope and pray. Wow, it's so good to be with you. If I haven't had the opportunity to introduce myself, my name is Rick Paladin. I'm the lead pastor here at Bridge City Church and just so excited to be with you today. Come on, I hope you're excited. I believe that God has something specific to say to each and every one of you that are here today. I don't believe it's half chance that you're here just by happen chance. I just wandered in, wonder what's going to happen. I believe that God wants to say something to you. How many of y'all believe that? I just really, I mean, during that worship time, I was just so encouraged. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm telling you, I could have stayed there all day just in worshiping like that. It was just so, so good. And I just want to just say a couple things that were impressed on my heart during worship there. Um, This isn't part of my notes, but I'm just going to give you this. No extra charge this morning. How about that? And um, I just feel like there's some people in the room right now that you feel like God has forgotten about you. And God is saying he has not forgotten about you. He knows where you live. He knows what's going on. And uh, he got this. That's just one of the things um, I just really, really sense. The second thing I just really felt impressed to share with you this morning is this, is that let's never get to a place in our, our Christian lives where we're followers of Jesus, where it just becomes like, like just like kind of casual or normal. Like, like normal becomes like complacent. Let's never get to a place in our lives with God where, what, where when we experience praise and worship or the word of God, that it just becomes like, ah, oh, this is just kind of like, oh yeah, God again. No, I'm really, I just want to speak to your heart because I really think like there, it's easy over time and over years when you become a follower of Jesus that like it just becomes like, oh yeah, I go to church. Oh yeah, it was good. Oh yeah, they were on tune. You know, they were into, yeah, they were this, they were that. It was good. Oh, it was, it was comfortable. It was hot outside. It was nice inside, you know. Oh, it's not snowing. Oh, you know, it's like, like, like we just kind of go through the motions. And I just really feel like God doesn't want us to go through the motions. And I believe that today that God wants to stir your heart back into a fervent, radical love relationship with him. How many of y'all that words for you? Come on. Is that word for you this morning? Come on, we can just get wrapped up in the world, wrapped up in day-to-day, wrapped up in business, wrapped up in what's coming next. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just pray right now, God, that you would use this time, use this whole entire day, God, to stir us. Lord God, stir our hearts, Lord God. Fan us in into flame once again, Lord God. Lord God, grant me the grace, God, to, to like even be able to communicate today in such a way that would please you and honor you, God. And um, there's a great group of people here today. God, and they really, they really want to know what you have to say. And so, God, give me, the, give me the grace to be able to communicate it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, here we are with a brand new series entitled Divine Privilege. Divine Privilege. What's this all about? Hey, we're going to launch every week out of uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. As a matter of fact, today we're going to be going through six verses in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to go through the first six verses. And so if you really like, if you really like the Word of God and you like to study, this is for you. Okay, you're going to be really happy. Okay, and if you don't like the word of God, you're gonna love it by the time we're done. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> look at your neighbor and say, you about to love it. Come on, look, look at him, say, you about to love this. Come on, and uh, you about to, Come on, so Ephesians 1, 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, everybody say us, us, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places 
in Christ. Okay, let's all say this verse out loud together. I read it for you. You can see it on the screen. Here we go. Blessed. Yes, come on. Spiritual blessings refer to, it's the divine privileges, it's the resources available to us. It's being chosen, it's being adopted, it's being holy, it's being blameless. And we're going to uncover a whole bunch of them over this time. Hey, years ago, uh, years ago, in, in, in our, it was a first home that we, Natalie and I, ever bought uh, this is what happened. We were, in, we were visiting a lot of friends, and we noticed that there was a trend going around. There was a trend that people were tearing up their carpet and redoing their wooden floors. And, um, and this was a very big thing right there. And so, like, we were in other people's homes, and we saw these beautiful wood floors, like, so rich and so nice and so good. And it's like, and so, like, I remember one day we were like, wonder, wonder if we have those. And so I remember going home and ripping up a corner of the carpeting because it was old carpeting that desperately needed to be replaced, okay? And um, five kids and, and a dog took their toll. Come on, somebody. And, and, um, and so we ripped it up, and it's like, oh, there's, 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 there's hardwood under here. And so we ripped up a little more. And so it's like, okay. So see, we started with seeing what other people had. And so we ripped up all the carpeting and we redid the floors and started with the whole first floor, ripped them off. I was like, oh, let's go upstairs and keep going. And then it was a miracle. It was a miracle. I actually, after I, I did it for a while, I actually went to Home Depot and asked questions, believe it or not. I even took a class, and our, our, our one son was really um, was young at the time. He says, Dad, where are we going? We're going to Home Depot. What are we going to do there? We're, we're going to learn how to do something. He said, I thought you knew how to do it. And I'm like, I don't know how. Okay, because I wanted to get better. And so eventually we did it all throughout the house. If there was hardwood floors there, we found them and we refinished them. The interesting thing was this. Those hardwood floors were there all the time. When we purchased a home, they were there. They were just covered up by an old, nasty rug. But we had to tear those out to see what was ours the whole entire time. We didn't have to go out and buy it. They were there. And we saw what other people had, and we said, we want that too. The same is true with our spiritual lives. We see what other people have. They have joy and peace, and they have grace, and they have favor, and they have all these things. And we get jealous, right? But unfortunately, we just go home and we stay jealous and perturbed at our friends. Rather than dare to rip out the covering, our sin covering, our nasty rags that were covering the beautiful thing God created that was there all the time. And I want to tell you today, there are divine privileges and there are, there's, there, that God has blessed you with in the heavenly realms that are yours, but we have to be willing to rip out the carpet and see what's underneath. See, that's in there. Come on. And so you, it's, in, it's in you. It's in you. But, but are you willing to rip it out and look what's in underneath? And that's what we're going to do in Ephesians chapter 1. Because what would it look like if all of us in this room started truly identifying with who Jesus Christ really is? Not only for me and my benefits, because we live in a world that's consumed with our own rights. I have a right. 
rather than I have a divine privilege that isn't mine, but it's on usens. It's on all of us. In, 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 in Ephesians chapter one, it's all about our identification. But Ephesians, the whole book, the letter that the apostle Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, and we're gonna uncover this, it, it, it's, it's, it's a vision of Jesus' church. And we can't separate who I am with Jesus' church in the book of Ephesians. Because you can't, you can't separate those two things. You have to look at them, you have to look at them the same here. So it's not just about my blessing, it's about our blessing. You see, it's about all of us. Are you ready for this? Are you sure you're ready for this? Here we go, come on, here we go. Here's, here's a rough idea, big idea what we're gonna do, do. It's rough right now, but hopefully it's gonna be big, okay? Here we go, there's four things. There's gonna be grace and privilege, the grace and peace. The grace and peace of God. This is what we're gonna cover, the grace and peace. There's four things here. And then there's holy and blameless. And then there's adopted to be children of God. And then there's called to be. There's four things, and we're gonna uncover these four things in six verses. There's four things here. So let's pick it up in verse one. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thing that we see here is there's grace and peace that we get as a divine privilege from God. Grace and peace, this is the first thing we get. But before that, what we have to see here is there's Paul, he's an apostle by the will of God. God has called each and every one of us, specifically, and God has a calling, God has an anointing, God has something on each and every person who can hear my voice that's called of God. What I call this is in, in the letters that the Apostle Paul wrote, I call this, you gotta know your one one. One dot dot one. As a matter of fact, if I were to ever get a tattoo, it would be one dot dot one. Okay, I'm just telling you right now, it would be chapter one, verse one. Because if you can get chapter one, verse one right, you can get the rest of the story right. And many of us are trying to get our story right, but we're not getting our one-one right. The one-one is this. It's what has God called me to. This is the call of God on my life. We have to settle this is God's call. This isn't my call. This isn't my will. This is God's invitation. Then number two is who am I called to be with? Who am I called to be with and where am I called to be? When you settle these three things, the rest of the story starts to take shape. God has called me. When I'm doing what I'm doing right now, and yes, I, I was appointed by the men in, 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 that were above me to, to pastor, God called me, they affirmed it. And when we get into the invitation of God, I'm telling you, I have a God call on my life. I'm gonna answer to God for this. Like I'm gonna answer to God for my marriage, for my family, for my finances, and in, 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 as, as an employee, as all these things, I'm gonna answer to God. And so I don't know about you, but the things I'm gonna answer to God for, I take real serious. 
How about you? I think we should take those real serious. If this is what we're gonna answer to God, by the will of God here, this is so important. Even though the apostle Paul was well-educated, top 1% of education, he still needed to learn what the will of God is. And many of us have been sitting in church so long, we've become informed about God, but we don't know him. Let me put it to you this way, stated in a different book. In, uh, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm jumping ahead. Let me wait till grace and peace come up. Let me just go there. I'm just I'm having fun. Are you all good? Okay, let's just go to 2 Peter 1, 2. Let me just go here. Grace and peace be multiplied. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. How many of you would like peace to be multiplied to you? Right? See, how many of y'all would like just peace in your life? I see those three hands, four, five, come on, help me. How many have too much peace and you need to give some away? Come on, let's just start there, yeah. Come on, I mean, do you live in the same world I do right now? Come on, yeah. Come on, yeah. But we want peace, but we're not getting grace. And I want grace and peace to be multiplied because of the knowledge, the experiential knowledge that we have of God. I want an experience with God that imparts my life. How about you? I don't just want information. I want an impartation. That's really what we're looking for here. So grace and peace be multiplied to you. This is what we're looking for. It's a firsthand relationship. It's contact knowledge. It's experiential. So grace, and I'm going to define that in a little bit, but peace. So the first thing that we get out of the the call of God is grace and peace. It's a peace. It's a contentment with God. But who is Paul writing to here? Big, big deal here. Who he's writing to here? He's writing to the church. Yeah. He's writing to the saints in Ephesus. Now, my oldest brother, uh, he's a part of the White Oak Campus. He served here in North Braddock for years. And some of you uh, may know him. But if you know him, when he, every, every time he stands up or he greets you, if he greets you in a church setting, he always calls you saint. He does. He'll say, hi, saint. And at first what he says, like, at first you, you look at him, and it's like, he's my own brother. It's like, who's he talking to? <laughs> there ain't no saints here. <laughs> Because many of us grew up, it's like, it's like saints were statues. <laughs> you know, they didn't do much. <laughs> it's like, you had to die to become a saint. Come on. And, but in, in, in the Bible, the Apostle Paul's saying to the saints who are in Ephesus, who the called out ones, who the holy ones are, look at your neighbor right now and say, you're a saint. <laughs> Even if it's by faith, you might have to say, especially if it's the person sitting next to you. It's like, this is my faith. I'm calling you a saint right now. Yeah. Come on, but it's true. That's the holy ones. They're set apart. They're others. And this is, who gets the, this is who gets this calling from God, grace and peace to you. I want the grace and peace of God, but it comes through experiencing God through his word. It comes through experiencing God through worship. It comes through experiencing God through relationships that believe in the best in me. Are you with me? That's how we get grace and peace. So the first thing that we get with this divine privilege from heaven above is is we get to be, we get grace and peace. We get a calling from God. Okay, let's go on to verse three. This is getting fun. Hey, at verse three, just to let you know, verse three through 14 are one long 
run-on sentence. I love it. I love run-on sentences. And those who work with me in the office know how much it's a passion. I mean, it's like the Apostle Paul like took a breath. He to the saints, grace and peace, which is a nice little greeting, like, hey, what up? And then he went, <gasps> Lily, that's what he's doing. It's like he just like blurts it all out. And I love it. Okay, it's so cool. Blessed be the God of our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed, who has he blessed? Who? With every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us. It doesn't mean he's given us material blessings, but he's given me spiritual blessings. See, I don't always get what I want, but I always get what I need. Are you with me? Do you serve the same God I do? And I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't like that. I don't at all. But I get what I really need, which are the spiritual blessings which have been designed for me and you that are up in heaven. That's where they're created, they're up in heaven. He's prepared for everybody here. Now, this always happens, listen. Have you ever been um, like paying for something online or doing something online, and then all of a sudden you get to the point where you're paying and it says, there's this little box, it says accept the terms and agreements. You like a little box? How many of you just click it? Yeah, I, I don't read one of those. I just click it and like, Lord, you're gonna have to cover me. <laughs> I mean, come on, am I? Be, be real, come on, T tell the truth, shame the devil, come on somebody, yeah. And, um, and, and, and I just like click and like hope for the best. Come on, but did you ever click and go, wonder what I just agreed to? <laughs> See, let me tell you this, normally that's, we think automatically something's out to get us. But when you say yes to Jesus Christ, Jesus, I want you to be my forgiver and my leader, really what you're saying is that you're clicking yes, that you accept the terms and agreement. But what if we flipped the script and looked at this and said, maybe God has good intentions towards me and God has good things about me that I need to go back to the terms and agreements and find out what's in there. See, we look at it negative. Well, what God want from me? He's gonna want something, there's always a catch. What if we flipped that and we said, wait a minute, when I said yes to Jesus, I accepted all the terms and agreement and I didn't know what they all were. Because quite frankly, if I knew what they all were, I probably wouldn't have done it. But I said yes to it and now we are uncovering, I get grace and peace. Are you with me? They're up in heaven, it's heavenly. It's a heavenly realm. It's, it's so much beyond. It, listen, um, my wife just recently, um, she took our car in to, 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 to get repaired. And um, she kept asking me to do it and asking me to do it. And I told her, I kept telling her, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And I never got to it until she called me one day. And I was in the office and she's, she's walking home from Valley Honda. But she, she was... She was full of grace and peace. I'm being honest with you. She wasn't mad. She was like, I just dropped a car. If it was making, the lights came on. It wasn't working right. And, 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 and I'm like, oh, goodness, how much is it going to cost money? How are we going to pay for this? But what we didn't know is as she went back to pick it up, 
we had all this coverage, we didn't know what we had. And what we thought was going to cost us a whole bunch of money, it didn't cost us anything. And they just said, Mrs. Paladin, you, you know, your, your car's taken care of. It's all covered because it's covered under your plan. What I'm trying to say is many times we're worried, many times we have shame, many times we have guilt, and we're worried about things, when really we have coverage, and it's called the Word of God. So when the enemy's attacking you, saying, saying, worry about this, shame, guilt, what you need to say is, I got coverage. Who are you? I got coverage for that. Go ahead, God, fix it. Big difference, right? So when we say yes to God, we have all this stuff that God gives us. So let's go on to verse four. Even before he made the world, God loved us. So even before the foundation of the world, even before the foundation of the world, think about that way before he was thinking about us and that we should be holy and blameless. So in addition to our grace and peace, we get to be holy and blameless. This is so good. Now this is the kind of agreement I want to agree to. Because I didn't deserve it, but he covers me anyway. Wow, grace and peace, God's been planning it. So here's the big idea. Jesus didn't just rescue us, he redeemed us. See, many people get rescued from hell and they stop there. But what happens is God gave you a whole bunch of agreements and terms of the contract that, you, that we need to under, uncover. Because they're good. He's not trying to get us in a clause. He's trying to release life to us. But unfortunately, we sit in church so long that we, we forget that the hardwood floors are there. We forget about all these agreements that God made with us to promise these things to us. And we're living way below here. It's like this. It's like God picked me for his kickball team before he ever saw me kick the ball. Is it that good? Because quite frankly, I'm not sure I'd pick me. But God picked me and God chose you before he knew you could kick the kickball. He chose you and he puts you in here. And he says, here's some grace and peace. Here's holy and blameless. Here's what you get. It is so cool. So this word holy, holy is set apart from the world but it's set apart for God. If you take either one of those and you emphasize one without the other, you'll be out of balance. Set apart from the world. I'm set apart from the world, touch not. I'm set apart from the world, I'm holy, can't touch this, don't look at this. Oh, Jesus, help me, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you're fixated on that without knowing that you are separated for God, there's a tension that needed to balance. But if you just say, oh, I'm just chosen for God. He just loves me and he cares about me and he's so warm and fuzzy and he just gives me warm and fuzzies and he's just, uh, this is what God does to me. If you just focus on that without the other part from the world, you're gonna be out of balance that way. Holiness needs both of those. I am been set apart from the world, but I am set apart for God. You must have both of those concepts for holy and blameless, without fault here. You, because we'll be out of balance completely and fully here. I'm innocent before God. That's what he does for me. Now let's, um, 
I, before the foundations of the world, let me give you um, a definition of two things that, are, that confuse many, many Christians. And it's the difference between foreknowledge and predestination. Foreknowledge is knowing what's going, what's, what's going on, what's going to happen. Like, it's like just, just knowing, okay? Predestination is predetermining what will happen. Before the foundations of the world, God had a foreknowledge. Like, man has a free will. Okay, I want you to catch, man has a free will. God's not gonna violate his free will. But before the foundations of the world, God was trying, he, he, he's, been, he's, he's been working a plan to get, to get you back. He's been working a plan to get you back, to uncover everything that's within you because there's such good stuff within each and every one of you. You gotta believe what I'm saying. If you can't believe it for yourself, you just gotta tell yourself, Pastor Rick believes it. I'm just gonna take it on his word right now. No, I'm telling you, you got to. You gotta grab a hold of it because there's so much more. There's so much more to that. So let's look at foreknowledge. Again, that's, that's knowing what's going, going on, going to happen, but, but predetermining what's going to happen. So let's look at this next, this next verse here. Verse five, he predestined who? Predestined, predestined to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself according to the kind intention of his will. So there's two things you gotta get here. One, there's two things, very, very important. Number one is, who is this being written to? It's being written to us who are part of his church, the church in Ephesus, the saints. You gotta catch that. Then what is actually predestined? Many people wanna say that I, like, I, the person, am predestined. That's not what you find according to the, to, the, to the word of God here. See, predestination isn't a who, it's a what. Who, being written to the saints, set apart, set apart for God, I have grace and peace. Now I'm holy and blameless, without fault. And now I get to be a child of God. This is based on him, not me. And we gotta grab a hold of this. This is not a personal or individual uh, acceptance to salvation. This is an us. Let me give you six places. You're gonna wanna maybe take a picture, write these down real quick. Six places where predestination is found in the Bible. Six places here. And um, you're gonna grab a hold of this. In Acts, it talks about predestined, what would happen with Jesus. Actually, that's talking about persecution, by the way. Well, I gotta get out of your pictures, sorry. It's, it's predestined. It, it's, it's that there's persecution is going to happen. But in Christ, in Christ, when we are in him, okay, it, it, we know what the outcome's going to be. You've got to grab that. And then we have, we're predestined to have access to the wisdom of God. Do you know what you're predestined to? Do you know what God has designed and created you to have? Is the wisdom of God. That's right, God has created us to have his wisdom. Isn't that cool? That's been predestined. It's a plan. If we would go with the plan, we're gonna get his wisdom. We have been predestined to be conformed to the image of God. That means us. We have been predestined to have the image of God here. And then we have a calling. We're justified and we're glorified. And all those who receive Christ will have an inheritance. This is in future weeks here. And then we're gonna be adopted 
See, when we become a saint, Jesus Christ, become the forgiver of my past, the leader to my future, what he uncovers for us is we become children of God. That has been predestined. So what's, what is predestined is us to become victorious for him. And whenever I, I hear typically people say, I have been predestined, God has chosen me. What we're doing is taking the place of his church. And the last I, last I checked, his church is supposed to be represent Jesus, and I don't want to take Jesus' place. Just my thoughts. I'm just, this is just my thoughts, my real thoughts. I'm not. So what I want to give you is a confidence that when we're going with the flow with God, it's been predestined. We get his wisdom. We get grace and peace. We get to be his children. Isn't this good stuff? See, we got to rip off the carpeting and get down to the hardwood floors. And that's why we go to classes to learn about who we are in Christ, because it's to affect our lives. I am tired of Christians like you and me and, and, and us just kind of going with the flow of the world, just going through the motions and not truly experiencing true grace and peace. There's so much more. There's so much more. But I got this thing, it's inside my head, it's attached, and it, it just, my mind, it runs crazy places. How about yours? And we gotta stop it and say, no, I'm a child of God. I have, the, I have wisdom of God. I have these things. It would be like this. There's train tracks that are going to a certain place. Train tracks, they're designed to carry a train. The train is the church. God has designed the church to go to a significant place in victory. If you read the end of the book, God's coming back for his church. Right? This is a big deal. Big deal. And so if he's coming back for his church, we need to make sure that we're on the train that's on the tracks that are going to victory. See, many people are standing watching the train go by, going, that's my train. No, no, that's the train that went by. There's a difference. Many people become a train wreck because they're not on the train. They're in front of the train. The train, God's church, has been designed to go on the tracks to a certain place of victory. It's been predestined. It's been preordained of God. That is where we're going, church. But we gotta decide, am I just gonna get my privilege and my right and just watch the train rather than I'm gonna get on the train that's going to victory and I'm gonna become a part of it. Come on, somebody. See, this is a big deal here. Grace and peace, holy and blameless, children of God. That is what's on the train. This is why I tell people all the time. People come to me and say, Pastor, I'm not a, I'm not a church goer. You know, I'm not real religious. I love when people tell me I'm not real religious. I say, I'm not either. I hate flossing my teeth. I used to be religious and now I'm not. Yeah, but I have a relationship with God. So I tell people this. I say, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take three months or six months. You pick. Three or six. Take, take that amount of time. And just say, I'm gonna get on that train and I'm gonna go where the church is going. That means when the church meets, I'm gonna be there. If they, if they, if they receive an offering, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna be a generous person. If, if, they're, if they're meeting for a worship night, I'm gonna do worship night. 
If, if they ask somebody to serve, I'm going to serve. I'm just going to go with it. Just go with it. And tell me if in three months or six months, whatever you pick, if your life's not doing better. I'm just telling you. It's not because Bridge City Church is so great. It's because when you get on what's really predestined to happen and you go with the flow, good things happen. Because the last place you want to be is in front of that train. Verse six, verse six. Y'all with me here? Y'all having a good time this morning? How many of you are understanding that you got some grace and peace that are due you? Yeah? How about that you're holy and blameless before God? Is that a good one? Come on. Yeah, I think that's a really, how about children of God? Oh, man, I love that one. Woo! How many of you didn't, you didn't even know you were a saint. You came to church and now you're a saint. Now you can go to work, you can go to work on mine and say, I don't know if you know this or not, I'm a saint. <laughs> okay? Just don't put a little box there to put money in. You'll be okay, don't do that, yeah. So verse six here, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on who? Oh, in the beloved. The grace of God has been bestowed on us. Us. In the beloved. This word, two words actually in this text, freely, freely uh, bestowed, really means highly favored. You know who else in the Bible this this is talked about? Mary, the mother of Jesus. Blessed, highly favored. (laughs) You know what God thinks of you? He thinks you're highly favored. You're a saint. Are Are you getting this? It's under that old carpet, that stinky, nasty, sin carpet has to be rolled up and we gotta see what's under there. That's what he thinks of you. That's what he thinks of you. That's what he thinks of us. This is so cool. I'm favored, but the favor of God is not so I can get my favorite parking place. Quite frankly, I think God wants me to park farther so I could walk. Just a thought. But it's not for my material blessings. It's not so everybody can look at me and say, oh, you're just so, you're just so great. No, it's for God himself. I'm favored of God because I'm his child. And he invited me not just into a relationship, but he chose me for his kickball team called the church. His kickball team. I'm on his team. I don't think you get this. I'm on his team. I'm highly favored. And us is all we who are in Christ, in the beloved. That's us. And so not only do I get grace and peace, but I, but I, but I get holy and blameless, and I get all these things. But the grace of God, this is the grace of God. It is the unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor. Grace is so I can accomplish, not so I don't have to. You gotta catch this. I don't need to go to church. There's the grace of God on my life. 
You're not reading the same verses I am. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. I have a right to stay home. I have a right to do whatever I want. And the problem is, is we are much more American than we are Christian. In our mindsets, in our thoughts, in our attitudes. And I'm inviting you back to a relationship where the grace and peace of God and holy and blameless as a child of God because he's called us and invited us into a relationship with him. The empowerment is on us. I um, Somebody asked me a question two weeks ago and uh, I was sitting with them early in the morning, young man, and, and uh, we're, we're, we're just ha- having breakfast like 6.30 in the morning and slurping coffee because that's what holy people do. And, and uh, he asked me a question. He said, Pastor, can you tell me what are the three best decisions you ever made in your life? I, I, I got this. God, choosing Jesus to be my forgiver and my leader, right? And then my wife, Natalie, and then our five awesome, over-the-top children we have who I love dearly and who exasperate me greatly. I love them. It's the best thing in my life. Right? But he said, no, Pastor. What, what, besides the obvious. Ah. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, and I'm going, it's the best decisions. And I came up with a couple. And one of them was this. Early on, when I became a follower of Jesus, I said, I'm going to be involved with Jesus' church. Matter of fact, when my wife Natalie and I got married 32 years ago. It was like, this is a done deal. We're gonna be involved in Jesus' church. This is where God's called us. We, by the will of God, this is our, the will. This is who we're called to be with. This is where we're called to be settles it. We're always gonna do this. There were some other ones. I'm not gonna get into the other two. But that was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Because I got a glimpse of Ephesians. And that his glory and his honor is on his church. And when I'm going with it, I'm experiencing grace and peace. Not out of duty, not out of obligation, not out of I have to or God's gonna get me. It's grace and peace. It's holy and blameless. I get people that can challenge me in a good way. And I'm uncovering those hardwood floors in my life, which are all the divine privileges that were there all the time. And I'm just uncovering them. Someday I'll share the other two with you. But if we want the divine privileges of God, we, we get it through experiential knowledge with Him, through His Word, through one another, through worship. That's how we get it. Um, I'm gonna call an audible. Is the worship team, come on down. Worship team, come on back up. Uh, I'm not gonna give you a new song to do, one of the ones we did already, don't worry. Um, I think it was the last song you did. You were just on such a great roll there. That was just awesome. 
Names, no other names. Pick a name. I'm good with the other one. I can't remember which is which. Yeah. Full song. <laughs> they paid full price. <laughs> How many of y'all want a full song? Come on, somebody. Yeah. Okay, stand to your feet. Here we go. You know what? When we were worshiping, um, Tom, yeah, do whatever you have to do to communicate. Feel free to do. I know I'm throwing a curveball. I just want to say, Pastor John and Christine, I just love you guys. I just, I do. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we get to walk together. I appreciate you. So this is the deal. I want to invite you to experience God today. Now before we do that, I'm going to read you one verse. But as many as received him, this is John 1, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And he gives the right, the power, and authority. And I want to offer you a relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't want to offer you a religion. I don't want to offer you stuff. I just want to offer you Jesus. Have you ever received him? Do you have a date and a time, a moment? And then next I'm going to invite you to be a part of his church. And I'm going to ask you to get to next steps. I'm going to ask you to, to do it. I'm, I'm a bold ask. If, we're, if you're not a part of the church, why wouldn't you want to be a part of this? this there's, it's so good. But first you've got to be a part of Jesus. And has Jesus forgiven you of your past and led you into your future? Do you have a day, a moment, or a time where only what Jesus Christ has done on the cross becomes your righteousness and your goodness and anything good about you? And if that's not you and you want today to be your day, you're saying, I want in on some of these divine privileges. I want Jesus Christ to be, be all that to me. I want you to boldly right now, right now where you are, your heart's pounding, palms sweaty, just say, ah, that's me. Just raise your hand right now if you've never done that. If you've never done a thank you. Who else? Who else? Anybody else want in on this deal? It is so awesome and so good. So awesome. So good. Anybody else here today? Anybody? 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 Okay, this is the deal. This is the deal. Amen. Amen. Listen, we're going to worship Jesus. And I'm just inviting you to go beyond yourself. And if you're wondering where that grace and peace is, it's typically one step beyond where you live. So I'm going to invite you to, to get free right now. So if you're a Christian and you're a follower of Jesus, I'm inviting you to do this. If you're new here, just you just chill. But if you're a follower of Jesus, I want you to boldly surrender to God with your hands up right now. Just come on, just, just participate. God, I just, I'm going to surrender to you all through the book of Psalms that surrender. So God, I surrender to you, God. God, I surrender. Come on, come on, just surrender. And now I want you to sing this song with everything within you. I want you to raise your hands and sing like you mean it. And if you say, I'm faking it, say, no, I'm doing it in Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's worship the Lord Jesus. Amen.